Howdy, and thank you for joining us for episode 28 of season 2 of the FPL Jingle. I'm here, my name's Onkan Heedy, I'll be recording this podcast for you. Also, helping me with that will be Stephen Meiselbach. How are you, Steve? Hello, my name is Stephen, and uh, I am also a recovering alcoholic. How are you, on? Uh, well, I'm on a Coke Zero right now, Steve. Got me with the days <laughs> when I used to podcast with like a Lechouf. Uh That was that. I feel like that's when the the podcast hit its prime. Pro- no... Well, I mean, that's probably your opinion on that. But I mean, <laughs> I'd say if you got up and had a Lechouf at like six o'clock in the morning over in Bali, I'd say Lisa would probably be asking a few questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Coke Zero now just isn't really doing it. I could Irish it up a bit, even though I hate, <laughs> even though I hate that phrase. But you do realize what Alcoholics Anonymous is, yeah? <laughs> what is it? Is it for trying to hide your alcoholism? That's why it's anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, you you just go off and Irish up that uh, that uh, that Coke, and we'll uh, we'll kick this bad boy off then for real this time. Yeah, let's do that. We can start with um, uh, your other, I don't know, drug helping society. How did you get on in Amsterdam? <laughs> uh, innocent until proven guilty. On uh, no, Amsterdam was good. Um, over there with a few of the lads for the weekend, and um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Kind of um, uh, a little bit more relaxed and maybe a little bit uh, more chill than um, our previous uh, escapades over in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a regular fixture for the. <laughs> The uh, the the group chat. I think it's like uh, Didn't... every year we manage to make a European fixture. Yeah, like um, it's either been Amsterdam three times, and then we also went over to visit you in Eindhoven when you were there once. So, yeah, the Netherlands feels like a, a frequent enough uh, destination. Mm, absolutely, we're going to have to make up some new away days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very nice, nice to get a, a holiday away. Uh, over here in Bali, it's the usual, usual crack. It's literally paradise. So, yeah, I'm having a fantastic time. Yeah, I'm um, glad we just skip over that part and just so just so the, the depression doesn't hit too hard for the rest of us. Uh, well, I could talk about the butterfly park with the pretty butterflies. <laughs> uh, I wonder what dem- what would the demographic be of people who would be interested in both FPL and in the butterfly park. I wish I had learned their names so that I could give a, a technical description of them. Uh, we'll call one of them Brian. He had blue wings and he was big. Okay, and was it you just know, Brian in there on his own? You know the Brian butterfly. No, there were <laughs> thousands of them. And you could pick them up and put them on your shoulder. They were amazing. Wow, they were that big? Uh, well, there was moths like the size of a plate. And then the butterflies, I'd say, the biggest they got to was... I know the size of a fist. Oh yeah, I don't I think could, I, I, think I could be. tell because I punched one out of the sky. Why did you do that? I didn't punch you out of the sky. No. Anyway, oh, I, start... I don't. I don't think uh, the 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 plate sized moth. I think would have made me a little bit uncomfortable. I don't think I would have. Uh, I don't think I would have liked that very much. Some people are deathly afraid of butterflies. Yeah, I have seen that online. Like, I remember watching a video of this girl who was like, had a massive phobia. Like, it was her biggest fear. And I like kind of asked her, they got her to like, just 
sit in an area where they were for like a few minutes and it was like the most she said it was the scariest thing she's ever done i don't understand the phobia but like if it's if it's absolutely fucking massive then yeah i can kind of understand that all right i suppose the thing about phobias is that they're irrational so you can't really understand them mm. but I've, I've seen those shows like where it's like this person's really afraid of a thing so here's a recording of them being doing it <laughs> i remember there was one where a fellow was terrified of uh escalators <laughs> they brought him to the biggest one in the world and asked him to up it and he said no it oh, didn't no. oh no <laughs> imagine imagine all that you bring the you you pay all that money bring over the film crew and the director and your man and like put him up everyone up in a hotel and stuff and then you get there and he's like nah nah not today <laughs> Oh, sorry, lads. Did I not tell you? I'm terrified of these. I won't be able to. <laughs> I can kind of understand. I can kind of understand why they do it in that they're trying to help people get over their fear. But like bringing someone to like the biggest of that thing and asking them to do it is just way too fucking stupid. Like that's like saying that you're afraid of heights and then asking someone to fucking climb Mount Everest. Like no small steps. Like one thing at a time. Like yeah, climb a molehill you've managed that much um but yeah so we had a break last week we didn't record last week because of the uh, holidays and away days and all the rest of it but we're back and um i suppose excitingly steve we'll get onto it later in the podcast but there's only two weeks left until the the playoffs start and draft so shit's hitting the fan you all laughed when i brought in this new format I don't think many people laughed. You all <laughs> laughed. You'd be like Father Who's Ted moving on to that bit of a speech. Me. Um, but it is saucy. I'll get into it in more detail later. But um, there is a chance for maybe like myself, Paddy, Tig, Herbert. Uh, a very risky chance for Mitch. Cahill also. So like, there's a lot of us there fighting out for like two spots. Yeah. What's that? What's that? A uh, from the Father Ted speech? Uh, and now the liars, or something, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's he's <laughs> yeah. received he's received the golden cleric, and he's he's given a speech about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, the draft is exciting. Um, in regular though, which I suppose we may as well start on. I had a particularly <laughs> bad week, so maybe we'll start with your one instead, Steve. Uh, no, I think we'd. I'd rather start on your one. Um. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I was actually ta- chatting with Paddy about this um, at the weekend, and he was saying like, even though that there's like uh, 11 million players on the uh, Premier League uh, website, that it's actually probably only maybe about six million or less active players in the in the league still going. So for you to get a score of 31 and a game rank of 10.8 million it means that there are people that are actively not playing the game that outscored you this week. Yeah, so I would wager that if a lot of people tried, they wouldn't be able to achieve this, Stephen. This is an impressive feat. There's 500,000 people below me, so well done to them. But <laughs> this is an outstanding outlier that uh, I think was pretty impressive to have achieved. 
I did captain Saka, the penalty misser, mm. on that topic. I really hope he doesn't miss two of like the biggest penalties of his career. Losing the Euros in the Premier League would not be a nice start for him. But uh, otherwise, 31 points. Kepa Riza Balaga came in for Jason Steele, who's just not good. Uh, no points for my defence, no points for my forwards. I had Kevin De Bruyne and Martinelli in the team, and that was it. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I need to rip this team apart. I'm pretty disappointed with how that went. Uh, like a trippier one point, one point from a Kanji. Well, like to look at it there, you've got Isaac, Tony, and Kane, which pro, which is definitely not the front three that you want. Kane, yes. Tony, no. You'd want Watkins instead of Tony. And then Isaac, no, you'd want Haaland instead of him. I can understand why you don't have Haaland in that because they have the blank coming up next week. But, I mean, the two mm. fixtures that they had uh, last week and the week before were uh, Southampton away and uh, Leicester City at home. Two teams with terrible defences. So I knew that bringing Haaland in was the right call there. And I even bullied Paddy into doing it even because he didn't want to. And it ended up paying off for him in the end. Why would you help um, Other. Other than that, you're you're not too bad. Like De Bruyne is good, Martinelli and Saka are good. Like Saka obviously missed a penalty against West Ham, which um, I'm sure he'll try and rectify as soon as possible. I didn't the, see. What did he do with it? Um, he just hit it wide. Like he Fuck. just it, it was like a it was like a Salah one. He just he just hit it wide. Like it wasn't like the keeper made a save or anything. I think did Salah miss a penalty in the Champions League recently? Like, has he missed three penalties? No, Salah missed, Salah missed a penalty. Well, did he miss a penalty? No, he did miss a penalty recently because Liverpool got knocked out by Real Madrid. He missed a penalty against Arsenal. Did he miss one against Bournemouth or something not so long ago? Um, He did miss a penalty recently. I can't remember exactly who it was against. Because uh, he's in my team and he's missed like a fucking heap of penalties. He's, like, yeah, he looked, he's lost me two game weeks. Game, after the Arsenal game, Klopp said that him and Salah would sit down and see what they wanted to do around penalty duties, whether he'd still stay on or whether they'd get someone else to do it. But the other thing is, it kind of just depends on who's on the field as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's often the case. Um, I don't know who Liverpool's second penalty taker would be. Would you, would you let Darwin take him or someone? I don't know who really has that good of a record. Um... Henderson, uh, I, I, see my instinct my instinct yeah my instinct is to say Trent because he's good from free kicks but that doesn't always transfer over like James Ward-Prowse is class of free kicks but not very good at penalties if we're being honest so it'll depend on who that might be the best penalty taker on the field at the time mm, such a fucking mind game um, but yeah I do need to bring in Holland not this week but next week and sort this team out I'd, I'd love to get up to that 1 million rank and I was fucking trooping along with this score now was really fucked me over. Now I'm uh, You've lost what, how many places on? 400,000. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, I moved in from around 2.5 million to 1.4 over the course of whatever 5 or 6 weeks. I was hoping to get to 1 but now I'm back to 1.8 with 7 weeks remaining. 100,000 places per week is not enough to get me to the where I want to be. But look, we'll yeah. drive on. We go again. We drive on, we go again. Exactly, yeah. So uh, I didn't have a much better week than you, Owen. I only finished three points above the average on 58. Uh, I had Watkins, Haaland, Captain Kane, 
uh, Martinelli, Saka, Matoma, Fernandez, Botman, Henry, Castagna, Leno. So other than my forwards, no one else pretty much did anything for me really. And um, I actually had Zinchenko starting, but he obviously got didn't play against West Ham, so he got Castagna in instead. But I knew that this would probably be a bit of a down week for me because I'm trying to rotate out players who uh, have a blank coming up. So players like Kepa, players like I'll probably get rid of Bruno Fernandez now coming up and a couple other players I got rid of beforehand and maybe even took a hit. So yeah, like it's just the way it is. Like I'm planning to use the free hit in thirty four with the doubles. So, you know, that's just the strategy. So I only lost about I think thirty, forty thousand spots, so not over not the worst, like still inside the top four hundred K. Yeah, you'll you'll be hoping with your your free hit or the week double game weeks coming up that you'll be able to gain a few ranks. I think those 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 chipped weeks usually you should be able to move up a bit. So staying where you are isn't 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 a bad return, I don't think. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so that was our weeks. Um, I'm kind of interested. Like, what the hell did we miss out on? Is it, do people own Liverpool players? I suppose is the question. What? Why? Where, where do we go wrong? Um, I think. So I'm just looking at the fixtures here. It's hard to see. Like, uh, Salah's thirty percent on. That's know, like, like you know one in every three teams. Yeah, so that's probably it. I don't know how many other people would have had like Gakpo or Jota or Darwin Nunes and and the likes. Um, like you Robertson know, maybe United had a two. United had a two 0 win, so a lot of people might have had United defenders. Uh, I know Dallow scored, so that would be a boost as well if you had him. Um, like, you know, Arsenal didn't keep a clean sheet. Liverpool didn't keep a clean sheet. City didn't keep a clean sheet. Um. Like the only ones that did were United, uh, Villa, Palace, and Wolves, and you wouldn't have really um, had any of those guys in your in your defense, really. So, it's um, it was just a bit, it was just a bit of an odd week. Mm. I mean, two goals for Spurs. I mean, if someone had Son, fair play to them. Maybe a lot of guys have Conor Gallagher at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah well i mean if you even watch that game you know that the the goal could have very nearly just gone down as an own goal because the the it was that bad like it was it was a uh, comedic type stuff how it just kind of hit the defender's leg and then looped over robert sanchez into the net but i, I think brighton got the deserved result in the end with a, a 2-1 win and um uh, and then after losing to Real Madrid 2-0 in Stamford Bridge in the Champions League I think that's four losses in a row for Lampard with only one goal scored so um not exactly steadied that ship well, well consistent if nothing else yeah well look at least it's not uh get knocked out of the Champions League let's re- uh, Chelsea focus on the relegation battle you know they're only like three points ahead of Crystal Palace in like 12th and then I think it's like six points ahead of like the people after that so um, you know they've they've got to make sure that they hit that magical 40 number you know well Stephen as as as, as we've noted that, that this this 40 is a, a myth so Chelsea are safe <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I suppose they're worse they're the worst ever season I suppose of supporting Chelsea I mean I know we finished 11th they're 
uh, was it the second season under Mourinho's return? It was before Mourinho. Uh, I'm came. also ju- I'm also just pointing out, right? I'm also just pointing out that Chelsea do have statistically, I think, the worst run in of any team for the for the for this season. So Brentford at home, Arsenal away. No, they do play Bournemouth away and Forest at home, which you would expect them to win. But I mean, would you really now at this stage? They then play Man City away and Newcastle at home. So you know. They've got to get wins. They've got to get wins somewhere. But like I presume you're you're relying on those Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest games just to just to get some points. Yeah, I mean, look at at this stage, it doesn't matter if they win or lose the games. But I suppose the important thing right now is is getting the manager sorted, and they missed out on Luis and Enrique for some reason. So uh, I, I take it you're not worried about relegation. On no, I mean, I I would say right now. They wouldn't get relegated even with the thirty-nine points, um, but I'd imagine they'll finish mid forties. Something they they might they may get another result or two before the season's out. Yeah, did you see um, Thiago Silva's uh, video um, where he did an interview for CBS after the game against Madrid? No. He basically just called out the whole thing was being a farce, saying that you know they've had to rebuild the dressing room to make it bigger for more players that. You know, it's hard to have a happy squad because you've got so many players who aren't playing and then they're dissatisfied. So even if the team were to do well, you'd still have players who are upset and um, it's been a mess and hopefully need, they need to get a plan in place. Otherwise, the same thing could happen again next season and just saying what everyone else is thinking, really. But it was refreshing to hear it from a player like Thiago Silva, who is like the captain. Yeah, I saw I saw that Todd Bowley went into the dressing room and apparently fucking gave him shit as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. All, all, all speculation for now. Like it doesn't doesn't feel like it's something that's getting solved soon. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it it sounds like it's a multi year project, but again, it kind of it's a multi year project. But the re- the manager is going to have one hand tied behind his back because he's going to have to work with the squad that he has because all these players aren't going anywhere anytime soon. No, but Sheila's got that eight years. He's going to be part They've of all the got furniture. eight years, pretty much. Hmm. Enzo, Enzo's got extended, actually. I think to like 2032 or something. Wouldn't mind Enzo. He's sound. <laughs> <laughs> he works hard. Um, yeah, but that's Chelsea. Uh, any uh, Anything else you want to comment on this week, Steve, before we move on? I wonder... I mean, I suppose it's... We can't uh, avoid the elephant in the room. Um, City now a draw will suffice against Arsenal to take the lead. I think that's the current state. Um, no. No, they need no. to win, do they? Arsenal are four points ahead. So if, uh, but City have a game in hand. So a, a City win their game in hand, that takes them a point behind Arsenal. If Arsenal draw at the Emir- at the Etihad, then they stay a point ahead. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then if they win out, if they win out their remaining games, then they would win the league. But uh, yeah, like obviously going away to the Etihad and trying to get a result there is probably the hardest thing in football to do right now. So we'll have to see how it goes. Um, I think uh, getting Saliba back might be huge. There's talk that he might try and go against some of the doctor's wishes and play, even if it might mean potentially like needing surgery at a later point because of the title run-in and he wants to try and help out the team. 
Uh, it's just not been the same since Rob Holding's been at the back. As mo- uh, He's nice to bring in as a third centre-back and can fill in for you in a pinch over like 20, 25 minutes, half an hour maybe. But asking him to play full 90-minute games, I just don't think he's at the at that same level. And the guy, centre-back we signed, Kivior, in January, he's just not there yet. Um, so I think Saliba's massive. Uh, Zinchenko as well is back in full training now, so he should be okay for the game against Southampton. Uh, mm. We'll see how that goes, but like you know, it's 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 pretty important that we get the win against Southampton and kind of get back, get back on the horse before that City game. Yeah, absolutely. That's an exciting run in. It's it's. Uh, I suppose even last season we did have an exciting run in between City and Liverpool. I suppose sometimes the Premier League does run away. Um, and other news, I think Holland hitting the the thirty two goals. What's he going to finish on? He, he's, so he currently has one more goal than he has games played. So could we see him finishing on 40 goals? Yeah, I could easily see it. Like, let's um, give me a second here and let me pull up the remaining fixtures. Uh, why not? <clears throat> so Arsenal, then a double against uh, Fulham and West Ham, then Leeds, then Everton, then Chelsea, then Brentford. So, yeah, I could easily see him doing that. It's crazy. Is it 32 is the most anyone's ever scored in a season? Oh, no, 34 for Alan Shearer. Yeah. And Andy Cole. He's easily getting 35. I would say so, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard not to see it happening anyway. Yeah. Um, crazy first season in the Premier weird. League. Uh, don't, uh, this might be out of date. Um, don't, uh, Chelsea, don't, um, don't. Come on, Steve, spit it out, spit it out. Don't City have to play Brighton as well? Once, at least once. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll figure that out at another stage anyway as it comes. But uh, for the moment anyway, yeah, it looks like Haaland's going to have a nice enough remaining set of fixtures to uh, smash that record. I think so. Um, I, I see that City's game against Brighton is postponed, so maybe that's not scheduled yet. Uh, it could be. Maybe that could also maybe. be the case. So that's another nice double game week that'll be in our playoff period uh, for draft. Um, I think that's all for this week, Steve. I feel like we've we've, yeah, we've, like we've, we've we've gone around the headlines for a change. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we kind of very lightly touched on the Chelsea uh, loss to Brighton. Um, Bournemouth getting three points against Spurs could be huge in the relegation race. Uh, Everton continue to flounder. Leeds look lost. It's uh, uh, it's a race to the bottom, really, <laughs> to see who can who's going to get relegated in in this season. Like it's really uh, it's almost as exciting um as the as the title race, really. Maybe more so. Palace three wins from three to go from relegation to twelfth is crazy. Why? Um, and yeah, we we did try to predict who was going down at the time. We said Southampton, Forest, and. Leeds was it or was it Bournemouth? I suppose that three points were Bournemouth. Was, I think it was Bournemouth that we said, yeah. yeah. So at the moment it looks like we were wrong. Well, two out of three ain't bad. No, no, no. Uh current prediction, Steve, would you still have Bournemouth down there? Um they still do have a really tough run in and uh, some of the other teams down there do have an easier run in at it. Um, I certainly think that they'll be in and around it anyway. Probably if they stay up, they're like seventeenth or sixteenth, really. So, yeah. Mm. 
I'm still sticking with my original prediction, though. Leicester need to pull out the finger fairly soon. Yeah, they're running out of games. Um, Dean Smith, um, uh, he'll, he'll try and take the positives out of that, um, out of their last game. But you know, I don't know what you can do with this side to get them playing. They did play better in the second half against Man City, but Man City had pretty much taken their foot off the gas. They had Haaland off at half time for the Champions League, so. You know, what you can take out of that, I don't know. But, like, Madison is pretty much their savior. If he doesn't play well, then they're pretty much going down, I'd say. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah, you, often you have those teams where if one guy plays well, the team plays well. And I would have thought the same for Palace, only that Zaha's injured the last while and they're on a fantastic run. Uh, yeah, Alise uh, and uh, Eze are Eze. probably stepped up uh, big time uh, over the last couple of games. And... Yeah, it's it's mainly been those two because I mean, Edward and Mateta as the strikers haven't done anything. Jordan Ayew hasn't done anything. The they've been more de- they've been more defensively solid. Like they kept the the clean sheet against Palace, and I know they did uh, concede against Leeds the week before. But I mean, they they did shore it up then at, after the start of the second half and and scored five. So you know, um, there Roy's Roy's come in and done what everyone thought Roy would do. So. Fair play. I didn't expect this, to be honest. But yeah, they're flying it. I I did because I knew that the remaining fixtures that they had for the rest of the season were relatively easy. Like I think I do think if Riera was still there, he would have gotten, uh, he would have gotten results. Albeit maybe not as emphatic as a five-one win over Leeds, but still. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You, uh, that's sometimes the case. Uh, last question before the break, Steve, that I'm going to ask you is Liverpool players. Is it? I feel like we've asked this time this question like maybe five times this season. But is it time to get Liverpool players? Uh, certain Liverpool players, yeah. But I mean, you kind of have to be careful with that. Other than Salah, I don't know who you would get in. Probably Jota because it feels like he's the starting centre forward now with Darwin Nunes on the bench and maybe Gakpo on the left. But you also have Luis Diaz coming back now. So mm. he'll probably try and get some minutes for him at some stage. So you kind of have to be aware of that situation, really. Um, you could you could go with a Liverpool defender like Trent or Robertson or maybe Kanata if you're budgeting. Uh, they do have Forrest at home and then they are away to West Ham. But I mean, they're just their defense has been so unreliable. Like even against uh, Leeds, you know, when they were like what was this two two nil up, uh yeah two two nil up they still conceded, and then they went on to hammer Leeds. But like you know, it's just yeah, they're just they're just not as good. They're just they're just not good. Mm-hmm. So you you'd be relying on attacking returns if you did bring in a a, a Liverpool defender really. Yeah, and and for the premium you're paying, it's not worth it. Like seven point four for Trent or six point eight for Robertson, you're not really going to touch that. I did in draft pick up Luis Diaz, seeing as he's back for an injury, and he now has nine minutes under his belt for the first time since game oh. week ten. Yeah, uh, did he get on against Leeds? He must have. Yeah, yeah, nine minutes, one point. Nice. Sitting on my yeah, bench there. Yeah. Um, in the bank. But yeah, fine for draft, but I would say an absolute frustration to have in general. I mean, like it, his minutes are very much in the air. 
Sure. Yeah, well, I don't see him starting the game against Nottingham Forest. I can see him maybe coming on for a sub for maybe 10, 15 minutes. They'll ease him back into it because Liverpool already know that the season's pretty much lost, but they are still chasing Champions League, although it, yep. although it is a faint hope, albeit. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Steve, then I am going to take our break for now. How long is our opening segment? A good half an hour. That's longer than usual. Uh, and we'll come back and talk draft and game week 32 where we have some blanks city and chelsea and the likes are not playing um time for commercials refreshed and revitalized we return from the break my can of coke zero is now empty so i'm at peak caffeinated state of the show i will be immense from here on out Steve, how sure energy? You normally, you normally need like three or four coffees. Like I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink. Uh, I say I don't drink as much coffee here. My when I'm working, my coffee consumption is pretty insane. Especially in the Netherlands, like you know, all the coffee was free and just there for you in work. So I was drinking a lot. But uh, now I'm now I have to pay for my coffees, so I don't drink it as much. I've no means of making <laughs> them at home. But, yeah. It's not like the Lewis zone, is it not free? <laughs> no, it's nothing like the Lewis. You have to pay. Oh, as we, no. As we know the Lewis is free. Um, I suppose I have two or three cups a day. What I have gotten into is nitro drip coffee, Steve. Do you know anything about nitro drip? Uh, I don't. Oh, you're in for a whirlwind. They put coffee through a tap like pouring beer. So it's like, I don't know, the carbonated or whatever it happens but it comes out like really nice and then they put condensed milk in it and mix it up for you and give it you cold and fuck me it's brilliant oh so so it must be is it not fizzy like is it not carbonated because it's going through like a tap no it's it, it's not fizzy when you get it no i don't know what putting it through the tap does to it it's like i, I have no idea what they do or how that happens so it's I certainly wouldn't so like a fizzy coffee. It, so instead of it coming from like a coffee machine, it comes through a tap, and then it's cold, and then they put in condensed milk. Yeah, yeah, they have ice. And so milk it's kind of well. like a. So it's kind of like an iced coffee. It is very much like an iced coffee, but it's called nitro okay. drip. I don't say I drink iced coffee because that kind of makes me sound like an Instagram hun. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and I'm terribly you, afraid uh, of people assuming I'm an Instagram hun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like you know, um, you can't be hogging uh, Lisa's uh, spotlight like that, you know. Um, whatever makes you feel better, I suppose. Um, yeah, look, coffee does that. I don't, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink tea, so I'm not uh, au fait with all of this terminology or this uh, this other world. Um, so I'll let you, uh, I'll let you have that as your domain. I will. I'm amazed. You're not a hot drink drinker, a, r- a rare hot chocolate enjoyer. Uh, very rare. I don't need, I, I'd like the fact that I don't need anything to get going in the morning. Like I get up, I have a shower and then I'm ready to go. Like I, I don't need, I don't need to take like an hour to warm up. <laughs> like, How do you know if like you're it. ever going at all, Steve? <laughs> Jesus, that's a very philosophical question <laughs> for just uh, something about whether I do or don't drink coffee. Like. Um, they should become a pusher. I'll start getting people on drugs like caffeine. <laughs> oh, the gateway drug, and then well, next thing you know, <laughs> it's just pure heroin. 
Um, yeah, I do know on nights out when I start to get sleepy that uh, an espresso really brings me to life again. But the issue then <laughs> I noticed, is, I noticed that you yeah. get like, I think one time before you got like a beer and an espresso and the guy kind of looked at you like, what? Lots of like, confusion. You, you, people usually get one or the other, but not both at the same time. Like one's an upper, one's a downer. What are you trying to do here, man? Yeah, no, the thing is that if on a night out I'm starting to shut down with tiredness, that's probably a sign that I'm quite drunk and it's nearly time to go home. But then when I do have an espresso, uh, I can become more drunk. We, <laughs> so we were talking of we were actually talking about the night out at the rugby when we went and met up with uh, with Tyg and Courtney and all their mates. And just yeah, how much yeah. of a, how much of like a, a, a like a troublemaker you were, like just turning around <laughs> to Courtney and saying, turning to the Tyke and saying, like, ah, are you sure, man? Are you sure? You, are you sure you're okay with Courtney? Like, and just saying, to, like saying to like, we were in Supermax and they were going up to the bathroom upstairs, and then you just saying, well, within earshot, they're going up there to talk shit about you now. <laughs> like, yeah, this is that. Uh, that's a prime example of of where I, I feel like being tired that I should solve it with coffee, but then. Uh, yeah, my state of being becomes altered. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a different person. Like uh, I only remembered yeah. half of it because I was about as locked as you were. Um, you were well on like, it. Like thank thank God they took it up well because I mean like if they didn't that was a fucking that would have been so fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was a very fun night. A, a, a wild experience from start to finish with the rugby and the old boss and everything. Mm. Anyway. That was good. I will move us on to the Premier League once again. Um, this time, Steve. I suppose this segment we will be discussing chip strategy. Uh, we have a blank game week and some people will be taking free hits and maybe other people have other chips left. We'll have the bankers and outside pick and draft is exciting. So maybe we'll shorten up the early segment and try to get a, a decent conversation on draft in because it's hotting up like something hot down there <laughs> like a like an iced coffee no wait let me uh fuck no yeah, like no, a it... like a nitro drip coffee steve whatever you call it i don't care uh yeah look it's um it's very spicy in the in drafts so yeah we'll 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 talk about that but we'll uh we'll get on to the regular stuff first because you're not doing well in draft uh yeah exactly <laughs> In regular this week, uh, Brighton, Man City, Manchester United and Chelsea Football Club are not going to be playing. So your Rashfords, your Hollands, your Matomas, McAllisters, Stupid Anne, all the rest of them not playing. I imagine that leaves a lot of people short players. If I look at my team, I'm short. I am short three players, as it is, because both my keepers don't play in Ariza Balaga and Jason Steele. So, for me, I have two free transfers, and I only need to take one hit, and then I can save my free hit for the big double game week 34. So I kind of changed my strategy there. I was planning on free hitting this week, but when I noticed I only needed to make uh, take a minus four, I decided to save the chip. But uh, how about you, Steve? What strategy are you going with? Yeah, I um I had the strategy uh, of doing this as well, but I kind of had it uh, about three or four weeks in ago. So I was looking at 
bring swapping out players uh over the last few weeks and this week so uh last week i swapped out kepper for leno i swapped out um someone i swapped out someone for castagna i'll be swapping out bruno for someone else and then that'll give me a full starting 11 so i'll have leno uh, I'll have Leno at home to Leeds, uh, two Brentford defenders at home to Villa, which I'm not too happy about, but when needs must. Uh, Zinchenko at home to Southampton, Castagna at home to Wolves, Botman at home to Spurs, Sack and Martinelli at home to Southampton, and then Watkins away to Brentford, and Kane away to Newcastle. and That's kind of it. So, you know, it's uh, it's kind of one of those weeks where you're kind of just surviving, you're not really expecting a big massive score um a lot of people will probably be using the free hit this week because of what the way their teams are if they haven't been setting themselves up for having a full team this week then the free hit probably makes sense but for me it just didn't because i was i'd be using a free hit just to bring in like maybe three or four players so i just didn't really justify it there and then you're you're like if you <clears throat> and you're starting 11 you're probably having three arsenal defenders Sorry, three Arsenal players, uh, three Liverpool players, uh, Ollie Watkins and Kane and a few others. Like you know, so you know you're not really in my for me anyway. It didn't make sense because I wasn't really making the most out of it. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the week and see what what would you have done? Certainly, you'd be bringing in Salah and maybe Jota and maybe Trent. Uh, you would already. I already have three Arsenal players, so they're already there. And then you'd probably be t- chancing your arm at one of those Palace boys, a bit of an early say or an Eze. Likelihood is you have Kane, and you might not risk other Spurs guys. I think it'll come down to Liverpool. I think it'll come down to if Liverpool do well and people free hit Liverpool players in. I think they'll be pleased. Um, but I think you may as well take the risk. And you can have those Liverpool players in game week 34 if you like for two game weeks. So I, th- I think you you kind of ignore it this week and use that free hit game week 34. I think yeah, I think I, it makes sense, Steve. I think it does as well, but I can I can see certainly see the logic and not in <clears throat> in um, if you've if you've set your team up the other way. So if you've set your team up with players deliberately for the doubles in 34, and then use the free hit for this weekend because you've built it that way that makes sense um it, it certainly is a valid strategy if you've it depending on depending on if you've if you've set up your team the right way but i just feel for me anyway with the double game weeks coming up in 34 like who have we got um so united will have a double city will have a double liverpool have a double um brighton have a double west ham have a double uh fulham have a double like you know, there, there's there's a there's a nice some nice uh, fixtures in there uh, for all those teams, like Brighton yep. are at home to Wolves, but obviously then they are uh, at home and then at home to United. So that one's a bit t- bit tougher, but like there there's just a bit more variety. There's a it's a little bit easier, and then also like you if you 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 captain Haaland for those two game two games that City have uh, at home to West Ham and at home to um. Uh, are they at home? No, they're away to Fulham. Sorry, but like mm. you know, I, I I think it makes sense. Um, but uh, just taking a closer look at game week thirty-two, 
I mean, you've kind of said it yourself there, Steve. I think the two of us are probably going to have bad teams for this week. I mean, like, I do have, I will have an 11 players. I'll probably bring in some nice guys. But yeah, I, I don't fancy having Brentford defenders against Ollie Watkins. I have Kieran Trippier here. He's facing Kane. It's going to be a low-scoring week. Yeah, it probably is. You're reliant probably on your Arsenal players. Like I'd say, Saka's probably getting the armband in this in this one. Um, he is for me. Yeah, like I'm tempted to do Watkins, but I don't know. I, I like everything is telling me that it should be Watkins, but I just feel like Southampton at home, um, especially because Arsenal need the win so badly. Like that's kind of what my that's kind of where my thinking is on it. Uh, I agree with you. It's not ideal. Like I have. Botman against Kane and then I have uh Pinnock and Henry against Watkins so you know it, it kind of feels like you're you're I'm I'm playing against myself really but like that's just the way it is um for this week if you had Salah you'd you'd consider him giving him the armband as well oh yeah definitely at home to Nottingham Forest yeah absolutely but um yeah like just price price just uh, isn't there isn't there for me don't have the budget it's an iconic price um okay game week 32 won't be terribly exciting but i think the tactics for game week 34 are where the excitement lies um okay very nice we go through the bankers and outside picks steve i think we kind of basically said them when we went through that armband conversation but let you off yeah so uh salah watkins and saka like i i kind of have it written out that way but i mean you could you could make a case for that in any order you can make a case for watkins being first because since the world cup he scored he scored more goals than any other player in the premier league including haaland so he's just been absolutely on fire uh salah obviously um was crucial in liverpool's uh, win, win over Leeds, so they'll be eager to keep that going. And then, like likewise, Arsenal will be playing Southampton at home, desperate for a win. Saka's just missed a penalty as well, so he'll probably be keen to make up for that. So, mm. you know, you can make a case for all three of those bankers. I will um, I will just put in a little reminder that Conor Skeen did drop Ollie Watkins for Nanto of Leeds just after oh, World Cup. fucking hell. Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. And he's in my league too, so I really should have. Mm, Paddy got him. That's why Paddy has a chance of making playoffs. But I know. a nice loss there against Connor, I believe. Might, uh, yeah, well, we don't want to give too much away on, you know. We'll mm. get to that. That's the, the, that's the hook. Uh, my outside pick. I struggled with this one big time. I was looking around and like, you know, there's, there was your obvious Liverpool and Arsenal picks. But it was tough to pick out someone who was actually going to get something. You you went for the informed palaces, Elise there. Um, so I ended up on a Leeds player. I reckon with the Mitrovic injury, Fulham won't do much. I feel like there is a goal in that game. I wasn't going to pick Bamford with the injury, so it's going to be Sinistera from the wing to pick up something. Rodrigo isn't getting the game at all there for Leeds anymore, which I'm kind of confused by. He was going fantastically well. Yeah, I don't know. It's obviously something with the new manager. Uh, obviously not as fond of him, maybe, um, and how they like to play. I don't know. Um, mm. Sinistera is an interesting pick. On um, you're you're still hoping for a wedding invitation from Ray by the sounds of things, there, huh? Uh, well, yeah, I'm 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 working my way in. I'm I'm, I'm just trying to please the man. It's always good to be on <laughs> Ray's good side. You know, you just, it is. Just, it just, is. Just have that in the back pocket. He's a dangerous man. Uh, you, 
you certainly get uh, you certainly get one less person shouting at you in the chat when uh, when you agree with Ray. One less. There's a few. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's there's more than a few. Um, and Steve, do you, do you want a chance to back up your Elise pick? No, I mean uh, Crystal Palace going fairly well. Le- uh, Elise was instrumental in the win against Leeds, and they come up against a, at home against an Everton side who uh, aren't very good. So, you know, everything just kind of makes sense for that game. And uh, Palace, although they've won three on the bounce, they won't feel complacent anyway. So they'll they'll want to keep this run going. So that's that was pretty much the thinking behind it. If you were a Palace fan, would you buy a jacket with RH initials on it? I mean, I wouldn't because they're not my initials, so a lot of people would just be confused. Like, if you were to get a jersey with but Hodgson the people, on the back. But, that... the, but the people who know. <laughs> but the, for all the Crystal Palace fans who know, uh, well, like, I don't think I could pull off uh, the, the same look. You know, Roy might be in his 70s, but, you know, he's still very fashionable for his age, so uh, I, I don't want that smoke. No. Roy will fuck you up. He will. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, the outside picks. We didn't get to do them last week, so we're not sure how we got on there. But we'll, we'll check in again next week. Hopefully, Sinistera is out of blinder. Draft, Steve. Yeah. What I would like to start with is when did you get your last win? Um, A long time ago. I've been on 12 wins for a long time now. And I, uh, I, I'd say it's probably like five or six uh, games since my last win. Because everyone I came come up against uh, has been scoring uh, the highest in the league, if not around that, or personal high scores. Like I played on Dylan a few weeks ago, who got into the sixties for the first time since game week three. So you know, there's just there's just nothing I can do about the, the the scores I'm coming up against. I didn't do too badly myself this week. I got fifty, but I came up against John, who got like sixty two or something. So, and he had Haaland, of course. So. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I've resigned myself for this season. I know it's a lost season. I'm kind of focusing on uh, regular, um, and that's kind of where my head's at at the moment. Um, yeah, although I, I, I think you will be on the receiving end of a lot of abuse if you do fall into that bottom four uh, with no playoffs to play for. Yeah. It's two points away, Steve. You don't, okay. you don't want to Leicester this. Um, I mean, there's no relegation in the league, um, so I don't know how I could do that. But uh, I'll yeah. be the decider of that. No, you won't. You're not the commissioner anymore. I am. I'll Fuck be the you. decider of that. No, you fucking won't. <laughs> okay, the business end of the table. Um, Connell uh, has already qualified. There's no way he can lose out. I think the same can be said for John. Connor yeah. Skeehan and Mark are on that 57. So that puts them two wins ahead of Tyg on 51 and 8. There's three guys tied in 51. So this is where we start talking about people who can come in or drop out. So Tyg could conceivably knock out Mark or Connor Skeen if he gets two wins and they get two losses. Yeah, well, um, I think uh, it's important to note that... Uh, so just for, to paint a picture for the audio listeners, Connell has pretty much secured first place, I'm pretty sure, on 64 points. I don't know if there's any catching him really after that. Uh, John, John, if he was to lose his next two games and John was to win his next two, he could leapfrog him, but I doubt it. It would come down to points scored then. Mm. Um, Connor and Mark are tied on 57 points, so they're in third and fourth. 
and then you are in fifth on 54 but then there's a, a big uh push uh from everyone underneath you so Cahill is on 51 herbert is on 51 tig is on 51 paddy is on 49 and mitch is on 48 mitch in the last few weeks has made a real comeback he's i think he's got three wins on the bounce and then he a lot of results went his way last weekend um Tyg beat Mark, uh, Paddy lost to Connor, and that Liverpool game was just absolute chaos. Like we were in the car on the way, uh, we were coming out of the airport and then in the car on the way home, and I had it on stream, and then I said, "Okay, four one, game's over." Turned off the stream, and then all I'd see a message in the chat like, "Oh my god!" I turn it back on. There's another goal. I flick it on. It's five one. Watch it for a few minutes and go, "Okay, that's done." Turn it off. Message goal six one. Oh, it was just absolute chaos. Um, the way that went. Uh, that that's happened a few times. Whenever we've come back from Amsterdam, I remember when <laughs> one of the times we one of the times we came back was when Leicester beat Southampton nine nil. That was crazy. Um, that but yeah, insane. to go back to the draft. Um, there's a there's there's theoretically like what six or seven people who could still qualify. Oh yeah, I mean, look, if you do go down as far as Mitch, Mitch. At the moment, if he if, if Mitch gets two wins, puts him on 54, he's absolutely in with a shout. Uh, Cahill and Herbert are, are in horrendously bad form. I know Cahill did just get a win, but I just beat Herbert by five points. Uh, yeah. Tyke on a decent run of form. Like, it, it's, it's, I think at this stage, it's Cahill and Herbert's lose. I, I think sixth and seventh are up for grabs. I'm hoping that if I get one out of the next two, that I'll still be there. Uh, Tyke, Paddy, yeah. Mitch, Thomas... I, is not in is very unlikely that Thomas could get in, but yeah, it's, no, it's nice to have I, that, that I, many people. No, Thomas fighting. can get in. I'm nearly certain. Uh, he could get like, on to 51, but he'd. I don't know that the results can even nah, go his way. Nah, 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 nah. They couldn't go his way. He's out of it. But so like the three that the if I was to pick out three key matchups for this week, it's going to be Mitch against me. <laughs> um, it's going to be Tyg against Paddy. And then Ooh. it's going to be uh, Connor against Herbert. So depending on how those matchups go, could like really shape the table. And then obviously you're playing Owen Dillon. So you know there's there's yeah. still uh, there's still everything to play for there really. Yeah, I think I wonder what's the magical number. We'll, we'll know in two weeks' time. But yeah, I, I, I don't think for, it'll be fifty-seven. Fifty-four will probably get you. I in. think I think it will be fifty-seven for for fifth, sixth, and seventh. I think if you get to fifty-seven, you have a pretty good chance of getting playoffs. I think you would definitely get it with fifty-seven, but I think you might with fifty-four. Depends. Yeah, it'll come down to points scored, which mm. I hope it does. Because if it does, then Paddy's fucked because he ha- absolutely he's like the lowest scoring out of everyone in yeah. that bracket. He has the draw, though, so I think points scored will very unlikely to affect him. Ah, uh, but let me have my fun on. <laughs> Just take a point off him there, and, uh, and that'll tighten things up for you. I might do, just for his chicanery. Mm. Uh, a reminder, Steve, about how the playoffs work. Like I think we've, we've spoke about first to seventh, but is it the same story on the other rest of the league? Yeah, so uh, first to seventh, uh, to give you an example, uh, first gets a bye in the first round, and then second plays seventh, third plays sixth, uh, fourth plays fifth, uh, over two legs, and then 
the winners of that uh, go into the next round. And first, we'll play the lowest uh, ranking seed of those results. And then over two weeks. And then the final then is going to be over one week. And that's the final week of the season in game week 38. And it's likewise for 8th to 14th. And then the bottom four then is just a straight point scored uh, over the last four weeks. Who scores the most points? So that's the way it's going to work for the, the final. So the team in eighth gets a bye uh, for yes. the first two game weeks to play. So, okay, same same setup. And uh, you might not have this information in hand, but what cash prizes are, are on the go, do you know? I don't have that information to hand. Um, I know that I kind of structured the cash prize to make the even the la- the second round of playoffs a bit more enticing, and mm. I put a, maybe a mo- maybe moved a little bit more money into Europe just to make that a bit more interesting. Um, but I don't have exact figures for you. I, I have to go back through the presentation um, that I that I did at the start of the season. Uh, the only thing, other other thing I was saying is that uh, we we had a discussion about this is that maybe next season we might do something different other than Europe. We might do a kind of like manager of the month thing, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, so after the first season of Europe, we decided that we should have more game weeks in it, and then we did that. And and I look at it now, and I'm kind of thinking, it's it's fairly random and. You can add more game weeks to it, but then it just becomes like regular fantasy or something. So, uh, I I do I do think the manager of the month, it, it, I think it adds something to the league. I, I think it gives you something to be fighting for all the time. Yeah, plus uh, even if um, someone gets hot for a month, you know, someone who might not be um, in contention with playoffs or something like that, you know, but it, it's at least something for them, you know. How many months is there in a Premier League season? Uh, so it kicks off in like uh, late August, uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Like nine, ten months. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think there already is, what, like 80 euros in the European prizes. So it might be interesting Wait, to see August, how that goes. September, October, November. Right. You, know, you, yeah. you mightn't do you mightn't do it for like the short months you know like if there's only one game week in august or something oh yeah like, like you probably yeah you probably won't do it for august because i think they start mm-hmm. like late august so you know they'd only be playing for like a week or two weeks so yeah it doesn't make sense to do it for that hmm. uh that's a, that'll be an exciting change it's nice to see the league change it's it's uh it's ways over the seasons yeah, yeah, like just and just a just a final comment there. Like players like that, I wouldn't have thought were capable of this. Like John quietly in second place, silent, silent assassin, uh, yeah. Connor having a good season after a kind of mediocre finish his last couple of years. Uh, Cahill having a good season. Herbert first season in having a good season. Hopefully he doesn't bottle it, but it kind of looks like he might. Um. All that, all that's good stuff. So yeah, it's just nice to see that it's a bit more competitive, you know. Yeah, I think we're we're used to seeing, let's say, the diehards like like myself, yourself, Paddy, Connell, etc. Generally towards the top of the table, whereas this season it seems there's a few more names in the hat. Yeah, so, oh, thank, yeah. thank God you didn't say Mark's name. If you had said Mark's name along with the diehards, I would have been very offended. 
Uh, Mark Lassie has never done that well, Steve, so I couldn't do <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, very exciting end of the draft season. So, yeah, a few exciting podcasts around then. Uh, that'll be nice. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week, Steve. We're, we'll probably be around the 50-minute mark for this podcast. I think that's quite enough for our listeners' ears. Yeah, it's uh, it's also important that they uh, they hear this, uh, how long this episode is going to be after they've already listened to it. Well, so if if they had a brain in their head, they would go to the end of the podcast, listen out for that bit, and then go back and listen to it. Yeah, yeah. like Or, or you know, we could always just put this bit at the start, like some podcasts do. Yeah, why not? Let's change it up. We're going to change <laughs> how podcasts work. Yeah, exactly. Why not? You know, to be different. No one likes different. Uh, all right, Steve. That's going to be episode 28. Nice to be back recording after a little siesta. Um, yeah, that'll do. Bye, everyone. <laughs>